Hello. To another episode of Missionary. I'm your host, The Gospel. In the last episode, we talked about the hardship that Pilate had, that Jesus had with Pilate and the High Priest. Well, today's episode is about Jesus. It's about Jesus' crucifixion and all that. So I'm going to be reading. Bibles and questions and stuff like that, and I'll give you my opinion. If you want to respond, you can. If there is. If there is. So I'm going to be continuing. And Pilate ordered that Jesus be taken away and whipped. The soldiers made a crown from some thorny branches that put it on Jesus' head and put a purple robe around him. Then they came to and many times said, Hail, King of the Jews, and hit him in the face. Again, Pilate came out and said to them, Look, I am bringing Jesus out to you. I want you to know that I find nothing against him. So Jesus came out wearing a crown of thorns and a purple robe. Pilate said to them, Here's the man. When a leading priest and the guards saw Jesus, they crowd, they shouted, Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate answered, of course, if I am yourselves, because I find nothing against him. The leader said, we have a law that says he should die, because he said he is the son of God. When Pilate heard this, he was even more afraid. He went back inside the palace and asked Jesus, where do you f- come from? But Jesus did not answer him. Pilate said, you are refused to speak to me. Don't you know I have power to set you free, the power to have you crucified? Jesus answered, The only power you have have over me is the power given to you by God. The man who turned me into you is guilty of a greater sin. After this, Pilate tried to let Jesus go. Some in the crowd cried out, Anyone who makes himself king is against Caesar. If you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar. Then Pilate heard what they were saying. He brought Jesus out and came down on a judge's seat at that place called the Stone Pavement, Hebrew language. The name is Gebisa. It was about noon of preparation day of Passover week. Pilate said to the crowd, Here is your king. Pilate asked, Do you want me to crucify your king? The leading priest answered, The only king we have is Caesar. So Pilate handed Jesus over to them. To be crucified. I priest wanted him to be gone. Wanted Jesus to die. Because he's claiming to be the son of God. For I say to you folks. Jesus is the son of God. He is the Messiah. But. Right. There's no buts. Never mind that. But the he. Yeah. But a high priest don't think though. It's cool how Jesus spoke to Pilate saying, The only power you have over me is the power given by God. Man. That's just like saying Pilate had no power over has no power at all to condemn a man. So that's why we have to be careful. Have God be our mouth. Let God be our words. Than our own.
Jesus crucified. The soldiers took charge of Jesus, carrying his own cross. Jesus went out to a place called a place of the skull, which in the Hebrew language is called Gogothia. There they crucified Jesus. They also crucified two other men, one on each side. There's Jesus in the middle. Pilate wrote the sign and put it on the cross and read, Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. The sign was written in Hebrew and Latin and Greek. Many of the people read the sign because the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city. The lame priest said to Pilate, Don't write, king of the Jews. Right, this man said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. After the soldiers crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four parts, with each soldier getting one part. He also took his long shirt, which was all one piece of clothes, so the soldiers said to each other, We should not tear this into parts and throw lots to see who get will get it. This happened to so that the scripture will come true. They divided my clothes among them. They threw lots for my clothing. Psalms twenty two eighteen. Prophecy foretold on that. Or prophecy fulfilled. So the soldiers did this. Standing near his cross was were Jesus' mother. And his mother's Sister Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and a follower he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Dear woman, here is your son. And he said to the follower, Here is your mother. From that time on, the follower took her to live in his home. We all know how it happened but prophecy was fulfilled during his agony pain. The world spots back in the, this time. Wait boarding. Sure nine one one is a number you call for emergencies. But to a wakeboarder, nine one one describes a trick performed high in the air. In wakeboarding, the riders pull on water behind a powerful boat, 18 to 24 miles per hour. Both feet are strapped side sideways into one long, fat board, fat board similar to a snowboard. Most sports require ramps for jumps, but in wakeboarding, the rider uses the wake to do tricks. Wakeboarding boats are designed with an extra weight in order to make the wake in order to make the wake bigger wakeboarders knew wakeboarders know that having a carefully prepared wake means bigger air Christians have big results when they base their life in God it's important to have God be put in front of everything you want make you want to make God a big deal in your life. Okay, continue the story. Jesus dies. After this, Jesus knew that everything had been had been done, so that the scripture would come true. He said, 
I am thirsty. There was a jar full of vinegar there. So the soldier soaked a sponge in it. With a sponge on a branch of a of a hip's cut plant and lifted to Jesus' mouth. When Jesus tasted the vinegar, he said, It is finished. Then he bowed his head and died. This day was preparation day, and the next day was a special Sabbath day, since the religious leaders did not want to, the bodies to stay on the cross on the Sabbath day. They asked Pilate to order that the legs of the men being broken and the bodies be taken away. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first man on the cross beside Jesus. Then they broke the legs of the man on the other cross besides Jesus. When the soldiers came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers stuck his spear into Jesus' side and at once blood and water came out. And at once blood and water came out. The one who saw this happen is the one who told us this. Whatever he says the truth. And he knows that he that he tells the truth and he tells it so that you might believe. These things happen to make the scriptures come true. No one who is not one of his bones will be broken. Another scripture, and another scripture says, they will look at the one they stabbed. Wow. Scriptures foretold that. It is finished. That is the last words Jesus said. The last three words. Jesus said can't imagine being there seeing him die right there that will get me very emotional if you forget everything's lost but things are just going to but we have to have to read on Jesus is buried later Joseph Amathea asked Pilate if he could could take the body of Jesus. Joseph was a secret follower of Jesus because he was afraid of some of the leaders. Pilate gave his permission, so Joseph came and took Jesus' body away. Nicodemus, who earlier had come to Jesus at night, what was Joseph? He brought some about 75 pounds of myrrh and aloes. These two men took Jesus' body and wrapped it with those Spices and pieces of lime and cloth, which is how they buried the dead. In the place where Jesus was crucified, there was a garden. In the garden was a new tomb that had never been used before. The men laid Jesus in that tomb because it was nearby, and they were preparing to start their Sabbath day. Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus carried Jesus' body to 
to the empty tomb that's never been used before. <laughs> that's crazy. I don't know what they feel. Sure not well, that's for sure. The sunless man died for us for our sins. That's overwhelming. Okay. So I didn't describe so much that there's not so much to describe. I like Mur and Elos. Well Mur is the one that the wise man gave to Jesus when he was a bit when he was just born. Mur came Mur surely mentioned in the gospel a lot. Alright. Jesus' tomb is empty. Early on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb while it was still dark. When she saw that the large stone had been moved away from the tomb, she ran to Simon Peter and the follow, and the, and the follower from Jesus loved. Mary said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other father started for the tomb. They were both running, but the other father ran faster than Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down and looked in and saw the strips of linen clothes lying there, but he did not go in. Then following him, Simon Peter arrived and went into the tomb and saw the strips of linen lying there. He also saw the clothes that had been around Jesus' head, which was folded up and, and laid in a different place from the strips of lines. The other follower who had reached the tomb first also went in. He saw and believed. They did not understand with the scripture that Jesus must rise from the dead. Just just picture that. He died. Like he died. He was tortured. He had nails pierced into his wrist or hand we all don't know into his feet into his ankle and he agonized and died but in the first week he's gone in the tomb if he were one of his disciples and he saw that what would go through your mind for me I'd be like who stole his body who did this who did who would do this wretched thing that would be me I would not have no clue how, where Jesus would be. Now, here it goes. Jesus appears to Mary Mad, Mad, Magdalene. When the fathers went back home, but Mary stood outside the tomb crying as she was crying. She bit, bent down and looked inside the tomb. She saw, she saw two angels dressed in white sitting there, sitting where Jesus' body has been. One at, one at the head and one at the feet. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? She answered, They have taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they have part put him. Mary said this. She turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not know it was Jesus. Jesus asked her, Woman, why are you crying? 
Who are you looking for? Thinking he was was the gardener. She said to him, Did you take him away, sir? Tell me where you put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. Mary turned towards Jesus and said in the Hebrew language, Rabboni. This means teacher. Jesus said to her, Don't hold on to me, because I have not yet gone up to the Father. But go to my brothers and tell them, I am going back to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Wow. That is crazy. And now here's a rock solid. It's a scripture literature from the Bible the Bible scene. John twenty twenty four twenty nine. Ever heard someone call John twenty twenty four to twenty nine? Ever heard someone called a doubting Thomas because he wouldn't be leaving something? This expression comes from one of Jesus' followers. It's true. He was a big doubter. He was a big doubt doubter. Even though he spent most, almost every day hang, hanging out with Jesus, he still struggled, struggled with doubt. Right after Jesus was crucified and buried, all the followers were in a room together. There were rumors that Jesus had come back to life. But even though Thomas had seen Jesus perform dozens of miracles, he just couldn't believe in this one. He said, I will not believe until I see the nail marks in his hands and put my fingers where the nails were and put my hands to his side. Wow. He wanted proof. A week later, Jesus gave Thomas exactly that. He appeared to Thomas and showed him his scarred hands, feet, and side. Thomas was amazed, but Jesus said that anyone who believes without this kind of proof will be truly blessed. Do you struggle with doubt? You're not alone. Jesus wants to prove himself to you. Pray to him and ask him to reveal himself to you. He probably won't reveal himself to you. He probably won't appear as he did with Jesus. He probably won't appear as he did with Thomas. But in a way unique to you, he will take away your doubt and give you confidence to believe and follow him. Doubt is very easy to get. If anyone of you has struggled with doubt, pray to the Lord. For he's there listening. He is there waiting for you to speak to him. It's your choice to make. It's not God's choice for you. God's not going to force you to change. That's not what God is. God is fair and just. He gave you opportunity to choose. He's giving you freedom of choice to make. But each choice comes with big things. So choose to choose to ask God to get rid of the doubts of any one of y'all. Any of y'all followers, any of you brothers and sisters have doubt, pray to God and he'll take it away. For he is the Lord. And he is good. Alright, let's continue. Mary Magdalene went and said to the followers, I saw the Lord. She said, 
She told him what just had told her. Jesus appeared to Mary. Wow. I thought I saw while I was there and I saw Jesus just appear. I was like, I'll jump. Now, I'll jump and run back and and bows and don't hurt me, don't hurt me. But I know that Jesus will help me recover. Okay, let's continue with Jesus appears to his followers. When it was evening on the first day of the week, Jesus' followers were together. The doors were locked because they were afraid of the, of the elders. But Jesus came and stood right in the middle of them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. His followers were thrilled when they saw the Lord. When Jesus said, said again, Peace be with you, as the Father sent me, as I now see, send you. After he said this, he breathed, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone in his sins, they are forgiven. If you don't forgive them, they are not forgiven. Just very on the room. Jesus says, appears right in front of y'all. I bet we all we jumped. And some of you all be very astounded and awestruck. Because the important thing is to know even though Jesus performs miracles, it's not just because he it's not that. Yes, Jesus performed miracles to show who he really is. Yes, indeed. But I think of it as Jesus is the miracle. He himself is the miracle. It's not the miracle performed. He's the miracle. Because we're waiting. No, it tells me they were waiting for a for a change. They're ready to. They're ready for something that something better than going to straight to hell after death. But Jesus changed that destiny of us. That's why God has been waiting for this moment. He wrote this. God put Jesus down to be the savior of the world. To deliver us from the evil one. And thanks for Jesus dying on the cross and resurrecting on the third day. Our destiny has changed, and now we can go to heaven. We all just need to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He died for our sins, and rise in the third day. And that's faith. Faith comes along with that. It really does. If you don't have faith, then then what are you doing? Trust. What the word of God says. Trust the word of God says. You could trust me, but I, if I were you, you go to the Bible first, then to me. Then let me be less. The Bible, the Bible should be always first to trust. The Bible is always going to be your trust. Put your trust in the Bible. 
Because the Bible is God's word. Trust me, but put the Bible first. First. Alright, let's continue. Jesus appears to Thomas. Thomas, called Didymus, was one of the twelve, was not with him with them when Jesus came. The other followers wept kept telling Thomas, We saw the Lord. But Thomas said, I will not believe it until I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were were and put my hand to his side. A week later the followers went in the house again and Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but Jesus came in and stood right in the middle of them. He said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and look at my hands. Put your hands here on my side. Stop being an unbeliever and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord, my God. Jesus told him, You believe because you see me. Those who believe without seeing me will be truly blessed. Like I just read on that rock solid. We are being blessed because we believe in Jesus, even though we have not ever seen him. Maybe some of you did seek God, Jesus. But you have believed before you saw. Yeah, I'm believing even though I didn't see him. I can oh, I can use my imagination. Alright. Let's continue. Why John wrote this book. Jesus did many other miracles in the presence of his followers. They're not written in this book. Jesus did many other miracles in the presence of his followers. They are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Then, by believing, he may have life through his name. That's the reason why John wrote this book. John. Jesus appears to seven followers. Later, Jesus showed himself. Jesus. Later, Jesus showed himself to his followers again. The time at Lake Galilee. This is how he showed himself. Some of the followers were together. Simon Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel from King Galilee, the two sons of Zebedee, and two other followers. Simon Peter said, I'm going out to fish. The others said, We will go with you. So they went out and got into the boat. They fished that night, but caught nothing. Early in the next morning, Jesus stood on the shore. But the followers did not know it was Jesus. And he said to them, Friends, did you catch any fish? They answered, No. He said, Throw your net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they did, and they caught so many fish they could not pull the net back into the boat. And forward in, who Jesus loved, said to Peter, It is the Lord. Then Peter heard him say this. He wrapped his coat around himself. Peter had taken his clothes off. Then he jumped into the water. The other followers went, went to shore in the boat, dragging the net full of fish. They were not very far from, from shore, only about a hundred yards. Man, 
Peter, the one who denied Jesus, just dove into the water and swimmed towards Jesus. That's like running to Jesus' arms, running to his arms. If I see Jesus from a far distance, I'll run towards him. The question is, what will you do if you see Jesus in a good distance? Alright. Q&A. Questions and answers. First question and answer. What do I do if my parents don't believe in God? Now that, that's, that's a good question. What will you do? Oh, what can I, what can y'all do if my parents, if your, if y'all's parents don't believe in God? Oh, here's the answer. Talk to God about it every day. You may have already told your parents that you believe God has forgiven your sins because of Jesus. That's great. They should know what you believe. But you may wonder what to say to your parents to get them to believe too. There's no way you could argue them into believing in God. Don't give up if you don't see it change right away. Remember, it's God's job to bring people to himself. We are only expected to share the good news and live in a way that makes God's not God's to make that makes God happy. So have that answer. Take that answer and learn and keep it. Because this is why we all parents don't believe. Pray. That's Tell God about it. Alright. Question number two and answer. If I had all the money. If I had all the money my dad makes. I'd go to the video game store every day. Why doesn't he? Whoa. Ah, that question's That question's tough. If I had all the money my dad makes. I'd go to the video game store every day. Why doesn't he? Oh, <laughs> because he's not even in games, into games. But the answer is, all the money your dad makes has to go for the house payment, food, car insurance, and about a hundred other things. Just ask him. He probably doesn't have all the spending money you think he has. The other reason is that video games get a get a little less exciting as you get older. That's true. I don't play so much video games. But I was starting to go back to that. But. Guilt trip for me. But. Yeah. So it's going to be not exciting. When you grow up. When you grow up. The old things are just going to be. Not exciting to you. You might not like it. But change is change. Okay, the third question and the answer. I've heard adults say that playing sports builds character. What do they mean? Well, my opinion, my opinion answer is, is to show your confidence, show you have good attitude. And and be bold. This is why I think like 
typical character like it shows you it's really hard to think but but the answer is playing sports puts you in situations where you have to go you have to dig down really try hard and learn to be part of a team in the middle of a basketball game you don't quit just because you're tired and you don't stop playing as a team just because you in just because you and the point just because you and the point guard don't get along aside from being good exercise sports are good practice for situations you face in other areas of your life wow crazy So that's the answer for that third question. Nine words. When the the followers stepped out from this boat and into the shore, they saw a fire of of hot coals. There were fish on the fire and there was bread. The Jews said, bring some of the fish you just caught. Simon Peter went into the boat and pulled the net to the shore. It's full of big fish, one hundred fifty-three in, in all. Wow! But even though there, even though there were so many, net did not tear. Jesus said to them, "Come and eat." None of the followers dared ask him, "Who are you?" Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, gave it to them, along with the fish. It was. This was now the third time Jesus showed himself to his followers after he was raised from the dead. Man, imagine that. Seeing Jesus appear to you so many times. Three times. Mind blown. It's crazy, bro. I want to see Jesus all the time. What about you? <laughs> Continue. This is the last, you know, the last paragraph of John, the book of John. Jesus talks to Peter. I, I can't, I love this part. I love this part. When they finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, Take care of my sheep. Take care of my sheep. Third time, he said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, Do you love me? Jesus answered, Peter, sorry. Peter said, Lord, you know everything you know that I love you. Lord, you know everything you know that I love you. He said, feed my sheep. I tell you the truth, when you were younger, you tied your old belt and went where where you wanted. But when you are old, you will put out, you will put out your hands and someone else will tie you and make you and take you where you don't want to go. Jesus said to his, said this to show how Peter 
will die to give glory to God. And take it where you don't want to go. Jesus said this to show how Peter will die to give glory to God. Then Jesus said to Peter, follow me. Peter turned and saw that the followers that the follower Jesus loved was walking behind them. This was the follower who had leaned against Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who will turn against you? But Peter saw him behind them. Peter saw him behind him. He asked Jesus, Lord, what about him? Jesus answered, If I want him to live until I come back, this is not your business. You follow me. So a story spread among the followers that this one would not die. But Jesus did not say he would not die. He said, He only said, If I want him to live until I come back, that is not your business. That follower is the one who is telling these things and who has now written them down. We know that what he says is true. There are many other things Jesus did. If every one of them were written down, I suppose the whole world would not be big enough for all the books that would be written. Crazy. Jesus told him, Peter that he somewhere else would tie him and take you somewhere that you don't want to go. People, if you don't know, Jesus quote Jesus foreshadowed Peter's death on the cross. But you, but get this, Peter got crucified upside down. He didn't want to go. The reason why Peter did crucify it upside down is because he doesn't want because he doesn't think he. It's right for him to crucify the way Jesus did. Because Peter believed it was not worthy for him to do that. So he got, was crucified upside down. It's crazy. And that's what Jesus, after that, it's Jesus' ascension to heaven. And after that, no seeing Jesus. Except to Ananias, to Joseph, and to Paul. And to Peter. But, but here's this. Do you know 78% of middle and high schoolers believe they were creative? No, I did not know that. But that's the end of John. That's the end of John. Hope you guys love this episode. Hope it gave you hope.